You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, Wednesday edition. This is a stock up, stock down day for us. We're going to check in on some stock with college football players. Matt Williamson's first NFL mock draft after 10 weeks of the NFL season. This football season has been different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch, Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. At BD Peacock on Twitter is where you can find me, Matt the Scout, at Williamson NFL. Matt, when was the last time you did a mock draft, and who was the number one overall player that year? <laughs> That's a great question. It's been a very long time. Um, at ESP, I was at ESPN for 10 years, and early on, I used to go to the Senior Bowl with McShay and those you know, the Scouts Inc. guys. We were all the Scouts Inc. guys back then. And Todd would do some mock drafts, and then I would kind of like be, uh, I would have a reaction article to them. Like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. They don't need any defensive tackles. Or, boy, great pick. Their left tackle is going to be a free agent, so that all adds up. But me sitting down and doing a mock, I can't remember the last time. I mean, since ESPN, I've written for so many different people, but I'm far more of an NFL scout than a college scout. Like, I mean, just like in any front office, a lot of these, these these websites are organized the same way, like either do college draft or you do pro, and I'm a pro guy. But I know enough about these top guys. I know the needs. So I had a blast doing this. It was fun. And you can find it at profootballnetwork.com. Matt's first 2021 NFL mock draft. I assume there's going to be more to come at Pro Football Network. I am. I imagine uh, these, tend, these things tend to be uh, – Rather popular for oh, with yeah. the, the public, so I would guess. Absolutely, and especially popular for those teams that uh, aren't looking at the playoffs, like the team that would be selecting number one and the, the team that I think I saw had a 68% chance of getting the number one pick in 2021, which is the New York Jets, and it's a pretty simple selection for them at number one uh, if they do earn that pick, I think. Oh, I think so, and... I hate to do this because I've acted hastily before in that long career I've told you about of doing, you know, being an NFL analyst, but it would blow me away if Jets don't get number one and take Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville doesn't get number two, and then most likely takes Justin Fields. I really think it's going to go quarterback, quarterback, and then it'll start to get interesting and we'll see all these guys stock change and whatnot, but both these teams need it. I don't see many wins in their future. You look at their schedule. I mean, I'm not sure that either one of these teams certainly can get the three wins. That seems like so far away for the Jets. There's still seven weeks of the season, so it's definitely possible. But, man, the way things are going right now, Jacksonville, at least keeping some games close, might get another win themselves. I don't know how many wins there are on the schedule for the New York Jets. And Trevor Lawrence, they're talking about him as a generational talent. Is he on that level? Is he Andrew Luck level? Is he beyond that? Is he John Elway level, Peyton Manning level? Where do you see Lawrence as a prospect? Again, I, I have a lot more work to do on the players so a lot of the information I've gotten is secondhand and reading on the internet and researching these guys, but I'm trying to get ahead of that game more than usual. 
And obviously I've seen them too. And I've YouTube clipped these guys and whatnot as well. He's pretty darn special. I mean, you probably know him as well as I do. He's played in big games. He has all the tools. He seems to have the mental makeup. I mean, wins like crazy, athletic. And one thing I'm going to say, really, at least in the near future, but maybe for forever going forward, if you're not at least a plus athlete at this quarterback position, mm-hmm. you're Jacob Eason fourth round pick all, you know, like that just dings you out of the, the top, you know, rung immediately for me. Yeah. And, and we'll see if there's even any first round quarterbacks that can at least get out and move a little bit and buy some time in the pocket. And if, and you know, if not be someone who can actually make a ton of plays with their legs and, and the top two quarterbacks in this draft are definitely that. And for Trevor Lawrence, I mean, everyone's seen Trevor Lawrence. He's been on the scene sure. for so long. And so you've seen multiple years of dominant play for him. You've seen his quarterback from a same scheme and a same powerhouse school already go on to have NFL success. He's got everything, height, weight, speed, athleticism the arm so there's really you know there's there's no knocks there's no negatives hardly for Trevor Lawrence's game and that's why this pick is so easy the next pick and I think Justin Fields might be closing that gap a little bit and Mm -hmm. the Ohio State quarterback going to the the Jacksonville Jaguars Justin Fields at number two yeah and I don't have a lot more to add except for they absolutely need it I think that's become obvious you know maybe Minshew goes on to back up someone for 10 years and has a Ryan Fitzpatrick-like career. But when you're picking this high and there's quarterbacks available, you'd be nuts to pass on them, or maybe you'd be nuts even to entertain trade offers. And for the sake of this, just real quick, you know, there was no trades. Obviously, it's November. We're not going to get that crazy right now. And when you do mocks, you can be you know, predictive. Are you guessing what the teams will do? Or do you make it what Matt Williamson would do? And really, I'm kind of blending the two, but more leaning towards this is kind of how I see it playing out. And we'll get to that with this next team. Right. What the team would do mock draft. Yeah, that's a very different situation at times. And just like when you put uh, mock drafts out there, sometimes it's a it's a yeah, this is how the teams see the players or this is how I see the players. And so there's you have to get that sort of context, too, before you talk about these things. I'm glad you mentioned that. And that brings us to pick number three and the Dallas Cowboys. What direction did the Dallas Cowboys go there? Do they pay Dak and, and go with another stud defender? Or do is there a quarterback that would entice you enough to move on from Dak and not pay $40 million a year there? Yeah, and I tried to kind of get in their heads and think, okay, we've earned – this is what we know. The season ended. We've earned the third pick. Chances are two quarterbacks will be gone. There's other ones we like. But, man, didn't Dak just show us how valuable he really is? And I I think, and again, it could go either way. You could go and save the money or by draft time, I would think, you know, I'm just kind of assuming or jumping off that leap of faith that Dak is their long-term guy. He's signed. They're all singing Kumbaya. We missed you. The offense was awesome without you. It's terrible with you. It was, was awesome with you is terrible without you. Let's take him. There's a lot of Dak jerseys in the stadium anyways. So I had them going for Patrick Sertain, which might be a little early, a, a big corner out of Bama. But every year, just like Akuda, there's basically a top five, a top six, top corner. If you're the top corner in the draft, you're going to go extremely early. And maybe maybe Dallas in this scenario would trade down three spots and get them. But uh, it sure fills the need. 
And I think getting one of those top two spots and one of those top two quarterbacks could change some plans for some teams. Let's say Dallas yeah, ends yeah. up there instead of three. Maybe it would make enough of a difference. Or a team like the New York Giants moving on from Daniel Jones, maybe that would make enough difference if they're up at number one or two and not, you know, three, four, five, six. And so that's, I think, what the draft order will uh, will determine very heavily in this draft. And then you've got, yeah, a, then you've got a team that might trade a player in that case. And that brings us to number four. They just drafted a, a quarterback very high. He's already been benched. It looks like that experiment's over with Dwayne Haskins, the Washington football team here, going quarterback and number four with Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Yeah, and my hunch is they're not going to grab somebody pre-draft. I mean, they would just kind of roll into the, into this with Smith and Allen and maybe looking to deal Haskins on draft day or if not earlier. And I have them grabbing Trey Lance, and he's only played one game, so that's kind of an odd situation for him. Small school this year because they, they shut everything down, but he was getting this kind of buzz, and I, from what I've seen, I think he's very worth it. Uh, has a lot of Steve McNair-like qualities. The athleticism, the height, weight, speed are there for both Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Fields having the opportunity to play a second season now, even though it's a little bit of a shorter season and an oddball season. Uh, that's something that Haskins didn't have. One-year wonders really scares scouts, and sometimes they still go high. Trey Lance is another one. There's not a lot of film on him, so it's a little bit more of a projection of what he can be in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, you hope he has pro days and interviews and visits, and you would assume that happens, but who's to say? Really quick here, before we get to pick number five, I'm putting you on the spot here. What does the New York Jets get in trade for Sam Darnold? What would Washington get in trade for Dwayne Haskins? What would the Jaguars get in trade for Gardner Minshew? I think Darnold's the most coveted, but you got to pay him, though. I mean, like, he's his contract's coming up. Let's say I'm Denver. You know, Darnold, to me, I think you can, a team like Denver could look at and say, maybe he's a long-term starter, or the Steelers or the Bucks or a team like that could say, we're going to trade for him and think he's next. So if you're the Bucks or the Steelers, I don't know that a, a late second gets it done. If you're Denver or a team like Washington and you miss out on a quarterback in round one, I think that early two gets it done for Darnold. I think the other guys are a lot cheaper. I bet you could get Minshew for a three, Haskins for a five. That brings us to the Los Angeles Chargers at pick five, taking an offensive tackle here, Penny Sewell, the, the, uh, the overwhelming favorite to be the first tackle off the board here out of Oregon. This would work out tremendous for the Chargers because – by all accounts and what I've seen of him, he's a rare prospect. He's a pace Ogden Walter Jones like prospect. You don't see those guys come out as often as they used to. That would be, you know, fit value, fitting need. You could make the argument that he's the best prospect in this draft, you know, quarterbacks aside or not. You get him at five, you know, put him and Herbert have wonderful chemistry forever with their Oregon days and protect my blind side for 15 years. And we're going to win Super Bowl after Super Bowl. Need meets value there for the Chargers at five. We've got picks six through 32 coming up on Matt Williamson's first NFL mock draft of the 2021 season. Echelon brings connected fitness at an affordable price. 
an arsenal of high-tech fitness products that anyone can afford. Bikes, rowers, the new Stride treadmill, so many affordable choices to get you fit this winter. I know a lot of us need it. I know I, for one, need it with what my habits have become over the last uh, nine months or so. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as hitting those fitness goals. The accomplishment, feeling great about yourself, and Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their all-new Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of home. World-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them. And unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone. And one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try Echelon Fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash NFL. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash NFL. The Miami Dolphins have a pair of first-rounders in this draft. The first one up is the one they get from the Houston Texans. When That may, that trade looks worse and worse uh, as we go forward here when you say the big plays that DeAndre Hopkins are making uh, and uh, and all the things that are happening with the Houston Texans right now, uh, the trades they've made the last couple of years, I mean, and, and Bill O'Brien's run as GM uh, not trending in the right direction, even though nobody liked it really at the time. But I think people were feeling better about the Laramie Tunsil trade in the first rounders, I think people felt better about that than the DeAndre Hopkins trade, but that one might hurt them even more in the long run because now they've got a top 10, maybe even a top five pick here that's going to go to the Miami Dolphins instead. Who do the Dolphins select at number six? Yeah, and, and I would imagine job number one is let's put a lot around Tua. The defense has come to form quite well in Miami. There isn't another stud offensive lineman for a while. It's kind of Tua or... Sewell, and then there's a little gap. So I gave him the best receiver on the board, Jamar Chase from LSU. I, and I love this pick, and, and I think you're right. It's offensive tackle. If Sewell's on the board, that would be an easy pick for them. They they could go a couple of ways on defense, maybe pass rush, but that defense is a lot closer to prime time. Maybe they could fill uh-huh. some needs in free agency there too. So wide receiver, offensive tackle, you just take the best one off the board, and you like Jamar Chase out of LSU. Yeah, and again, he's opted out. Uh, people probably remember from the national championship game. I mean, he was better than Justin Jefferson last year. Total package. Uh, there's a lot to like there. And Justin Jefferson, the offensive rookie of the year, non-quarterback division right now with the way he's playing. His, I think he's leading the NFL in yards per route run right now. And you're getting a guy that was better than him last year in college. Woo! Right, right. Put him next to Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. And all those guys can go down a rung and be you know, less relied on that, that could be a quite the passing game. Love the fit there. Help to it. We'll see if they help to again with the next pick here in the first round, the Cincinnati Bengals up at number seven, taking what most people think is the best defender off the board here. Uh, that is not a corner. And that is an even considering cornerbacks. That's Micah Parsons, the linebacker from Penn state. This is another one that O-line would certainly be the top priority. You would hope they've at least signed one or two offensive linemen by now but I didn't think there was one worth it. They've been looking for linebackers forever. This is a very special prospect and could go a long way to be in their foundational piece on defense like Burrow is on offense. 
The New York Giants up another defender coming here. This is a cornerback, a cover guy, a lengthy cover guy who opted out of the season at Virginia Tech, Caleb Farley, a player I love in this draft. Yeah, really good sign, uh, really good size. Bradbury's been a stud. If you could have another big press corner, that might complete this defense. Uh, an edge rusher would be something to look at as well. Um, of course, you'll consider a quarterback and – there's one that uh, will we'll go here pretty soon that I want to talk about. Um, you know, they could use O line help. I didn't think there was somebody quite worthy there. So I just kind of grabbed best position, you know, a high value position, maybe best player off the board. And I'm, you know, this is kind of a side note, but Daniel Jones is playing pretty well. And I was not a believer coming out of Duke, but he's been the most pressured quarterback in the league. And the last couple of weeks with him running more and valuing the football more, I might lean towards giving him another year as opposed to some of these other questionable guys. Yeah, and we talked about it. Earning the, the first couple of picks in the draft might be the difference. And if Jones plays well, then they don't have to worry about it because they won't be drafting that high and his job will be safe. If he plays really terrible going down the stretch and they lose every game and a couple teams win, maybe they're drafting one or two. So it's kind of up to him. And in this scenario and the way it's looking right now, Jones is definitely going to get another year. I would think I'm leaning towards he'll be their starter next year. I shouldn't say definitely. It's it's looking right, more right. and more like he could get another year. Uh, let's go to the he Carolina. May win, a, he may win a division. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he might be a playoff right. quarterback. Uh, let's go to the Panthers at number nine. A tight end sneaking into the top ten here. Kyle Pitts out of Florida. Yeah, I re- obviously this is a, the massive exaggeration. I, I love the uh, something we'll talk about a lot. But you know, who's this college kid remind you of? Oh, Jim Brown, uh, Reggie White. <laughs> But, yeah, I, the best to ever but anyway, Kyle Pitts, the what the conversation or the, the comparison I had I heard with him was if Randy Moss and Rob Gronkowski had a pit had a kid, it would be Kyle Pitts. And uh, it, it just gives you an idea stylistically what this guy is, though. I mean, he's long, lean, fast, tearing up the, uh, the, the competition right now. Touchdown machine that can stretch the field. I mean, you match him with McCaffrey more uh, the other weapons in Carolina. I think you can really mask Teddy and just, you know, live with what you have then. We got to roll through these. Let's go to the number 10 Atlanta Falcons. They're going with Gregory Rousseau, the edge rusher out of Miami. They might finally find their pass rush here with this one. They've tried multiple times and missed in recent years. Yeah. And I'd lean towards them kind of rolling it back with Ryan and Julio and not totally blowing it up. So let's keep going for a position of need. Moving on to the Denver Broncos at 11. You've got an offensive tackle here, not a quarterback. Do you think Drew Locke gets another year in Denver? No. And again, this is kind of a leap of faith, but I think if you earn the 11th pick, you can't just sit around and hope you get a first-round quarterback that you already traded for Darnold. You already signed Winston, something like that, and bring Locke back. And so I'm kind of you know, making things up at that point. So give me the best offensive lineman I can get. And I think I have a quarterback in house. That's better than what I had last year already. The Minnesota Vikings at number 12 select. Uh, Jason Awa from Penn state, another edge guy, you know, match him with Hunter. Like they thought they had with uh the I mean, that's kind of how they're built. They're, they're going to be looking for that second edge guy now. A couple of edge guys off the board in front of the 49ers. I think that's a direction they could look. It, to me, it's quarterback, edge rusher, or corner for San Francisco. You have them going with the corner of the Ohio State guy, the next uh, stud corner there in Sean Wade. 
Yeah, and he was the slot corner last year for Ohio State because they had two first-round outside guys. So even if he came into San Francisco and was the shutdown slot guy or wherever he lands, and then now he's proving he can play outside too. So a lot of ability there. ton of ability with him, some consistency issues I've seen. Uh, if I yeah. had to quibble with that pick, I think Zach Wilson's still on the board. I might go quarterback there. Zach Wilson playing himself into the top half of the first round. We'll see where he lands. The Detroit Lions come up and a run on edge rushers. Now uh, they're taking Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. Yeah, keep him in state. They're always looking for edge edge guys. Really twitched up, high upside guy. From what I've seen of him, when it's all said and done, he may end up being the eighth pick in the draft. Pick 15, the New England Patriots haven't picked this high in a while, and they are going with the quarterback. This is where Zach Wilson of BYU flies off the board. Yeah, and it's not a regret, but you know I, I've watched him more and more since I turned in my final draft, and there's so much buzz around him. He may be the third pick in the draft. You know, like I didn't exactly know where to put him. I didn't want necessarily want to go four uh, quarterbacks right off the board, but I like him more now than when I turned this in. And the Patriots could kind of roll it back, and if a guy falls to him like this, grab him. But I, I, my hunch is when it's all said and done, he's not going to last a 15. It's tough for quarterbacks uh, that aren't as physically. So he's got a great arm, and uh, mm -hmm. I love the way he throws the ball accurate. But he's listed as I think it's six three two oh nine, and he he's a very he's more of a slim guy. He's not as physically impressive. He rolls into the combine. He's not going to be close to as, as as impressive as Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields and Trey Lance. So I could easily see him fall into the fourth quarterback just because it's a lot easier for the tangible you know physical ability when you sure. see some of these guys and throwing next to him. He's not going to have a much bigger arm than any of them, uh, and. And he might not be 6'3". He looks like he's 6'1", 210 to me. That's what he looks like. So he might be even smaller than his listed size. And and usually a lot of players are a little bit shorter than their listed size and come in a little heavier. So can he put on oh, some yeah. weight because he's a pretty thin guy? I think the physicality of it when he just stands next to the other dudes will definitely keep him down. And definitely he's not going to be somebody who's jumping into the top two. Although we have seen some shorter quarterbacks go recently. and He's not as short as, uh, you know, uh, Kyler Murray or anything like that, but we've seen Kyler Murray go one. We've seen Baker Mayfield go. So maybe it's not uh, something that'll really hurt him at all. But I just, when you line him up next to the other guys, he's less physically impressive. And, and that can be a big deal to some scouts and GMs. Oh yeah. And it's not always a smart move, but we're all human beings. And it kind of reminds me of Moneyball. You know, we're not selling jeans here. I don't care what he looks like, <laughs> but you know, there is something to be said for, I'm going to do four interviews and, he walks in the room and then Trevor Lawrence walks in the room or you're at Indy and they're all throwing next to each other in like an assembly line situation. I'll take the big, strong strapping guy. We've seen the Chicago bears struggle in the run game. You have them going with an offensive lineman here at number 16. Another one, keep them close, you know, from Northwestern. Ideally it would be quarterback, of course, but if you're picking 16 quarterbacks, are probably going to be off the board. I would think unless you really reach on one of these other guys that are, probably more like second rounders has to be an offensive pick. So I just took the best offensive lineman available. He's a tackle at Northwestern, but he, a lot of people project him to guard some project him to center. So I just have him listed as OL and they'll figure out a spot for him. We'll keep this going. A couple of wide receivers from Alabama coming off the board next 17 through 32 in Matt Williamson's 2021 mock draft. 
You want a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar? Well, Build Bar is for you. They are delicious, dipped in 100% wonderful chocolate, and there's so many different times that is great for Build Bar, before or after workouts. High protein, high fiber, low in sugar, low in calories, or for a long drive. That's the latest way I've utilized a Built Bar. Throw a Built Bar in your car. You don't have to stop for some fast food joint, knock out a 1,000 calories. Grab yourself a Built Bar instead. So great for the health-conscious folks out there. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And Built Bars are low in calorie. Built Bars are low in sugar, but they're high in protein and high in fiber. Even great for a keto diet. A ton of flavors. The 12 original flavors, six brand new flavors. The new cookies and cream, 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and 4 grams of sugar. My favorite, even more protein in the peanut butter flavor, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, and only 5 grams of sugar and 5 grams of net carbs. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. Promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Crazy the amount of talent at Alabama, Matt, especially at wide receiver these last couple of years. They had two first-round wide receivers that were gone by pick 15. We've got another one coming up here who a lot of people thought was as good or better than those guys in Devontae Smith going to the Cleveland Browns at 17. Yeah, and you know, we kind of let the cat out of the bag. Jalen Waddle, the next pick, goes to Tennessee. I don't know if Odell will be back in Cleveland. Corey Davis is a free agent now. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. I think he's making himself some money. So I think these would be really good guys to bring in opposite Landry and A.J. Brown, you know, bring some speed, you know, some big playability. And they're run-first teams, but you can't ignore wide receivers and just that one. Yeah, I like that for Tennessee at 18. Jalen Waddle would be a nice replacement for, and I think a good fit with A.J. Brown, a replacement for Corey Davis there if they let him walk and they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. So it looks like that's the direction that one is going in. And pretty amazing if Alabama has four wide receivers taken in the top 20 in two consecutive years. <laughs> Crazy. yeah, it really 19, is. the Philadelphia Eagles going with a linebacker from Notre Dame. This guy's climbing up boards right now. Yeah, he flies all over the field. Um, Owasu Koromoa. I'm going to make sure I say his Kor- name uh, right. Owasu Koromoa, I believe. Jeremiah nice. is the first name. Jeremiah. Uh, this isn't what they do. They don't draft linebackers high. It, this is why mock, mock drafts are hard. There wasn't a perfect fit for me. I don't think they're going to be in the quarterback market after drafting Hurts, and I think Wentz gets another year. Their O-line brings back a lot of guys. They've just been hurt, you know, Brooks and people like that. So, I mean, they could go O-line. They could go anywhere, to be very honest with you. But I kind of took the best player off the board. Their linebackers have been a liability for five years now, and he can, I mean, he does everything well. Your worst pick so far of this mock draft, Matt, at pick 20, you, the, <laughs> the first running back off the board yeah. here, uh, Travis Etienne. I like the player, though. Uh, Travis Etienne from Clemson going to the New York Jets. Yeah, and I'm not a big draft running back in round one guy. Don't get me wrong, but he has some breakaway talents. He looks like an exceptional prospect. My thoughts were... I bet the Jets have spent a fair amount in free agency, added some more offensive linemen. Let's bring ATN and Lawrence in together. They can room together. They can bring the Clemson way up north to the Big Apple. A lot of success between those two. And clearly they need – Frank Gore ain't going to cut it. <laughs> Frank Gore, I don't know if he'll be back for his age, what, 38 <laughs> season there, but uh, definitely a different player than Frank Gore if they kept – 
the bowling ball in Frank Gore there and had ATN, who's uh, explosive as all get out and looking better in the passing game this year, which is his key, I think, as a prospect and yeah. can absolutely fly. Pick 21, the Arizona Cardinals selecting Christian Barmore, defensive tackle from Alabama. This is what the third Alabama, fourth Alabama player off the board in this first round. And first defensive tackle. There, there, there's a chance that a defensive tackle doesn't even go in round one from the, the, the preliminary work I've done here. I think the Cardinals could go a ton of different directions. They could add to their O-line. Maybe they'd even draft a tight end because they didn't look like they were ever going to use that position, but now they do. Yet another receiver is not a bad idea. You know, a defensive back or another edge guy to put with Chandler Jones. I just thought this was a quality player. Put him in the middle of their defense. Help the front line. Miami Dolphins' second selection in round one. They're going with the safety. Complete that, that what's looking like it could be a dominant secondary. This is a TCU safety, Trayvon Morig. Yeah, he sounds like a really impressive guy. Size, speed, range, can play the deep middle, um, difference maker there. That You know how aggressive they are in their front. I thought about adding an offensive lineman. Um, again, they, they just added a, a quarterback last year, a wide receiver in the first round earlier. I thought a deep middle safety would be somebody that a, a Belichick Flores group would be very appreciative of. Maybe use them like McCordy. Is this the replacement for T.Y. Hilton in Indianapolis going with yes. the small, speedy wide receiver in Rondale Moore from Purdue? Yeah, and a perfect compliment to Pittman it was, my, was my thought. Was two very different styles, play in a dome, fast track, get this guy in the ball in his hands, and you know he's a roadrunner. Baltimore Dave, Baltimore Ravens here at 24, doing what they do, taking uh, somebody who is um, a player who's played a lot of football, who is very good in the trenches. This is a guard from Ohio State, Wyatt Davis. Yeah, Rondell Moore replaces T.Y. Hilton. Wyatt Davis replaces Marshall Yonda, who I think has been missed drastically. A second tight end in round one here to the Jaguars with their second selection in round one. Penn State tight end, Pat uh, Fryermuth, uh, tell me about this tight end and, and how much different is he than, than Kyle Pitts we saw go earlier? Yeah, he's more of a traditional two-way line him up next to the tackle, in-line Y, but he can do a lot of things in the receiving game, of course, or he wouldn't be even considered here. We know the Jags need everything, but my thought was, you're going to bring in a rookie quarterback, we'll bring you in a rookie tight end, and you guys can grow together. A, a nice middle-of-the-field option, Help the running game a little too. They they could have went any direction here, though. Honestly, let's move this along to pick twenty seven. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers going with uh, another. Oh no, we've got the Las Vegas Raiders. Don't want to skip them at twenty six. <laughs> a bunch of edge players going in this first round, Matt. We've got Carlos Basham here out of Wake Forest. Yeah, good size, productive. I just think they need to help their pass rush somewhere up front. Um, this pick has to be defense is my my thought here. I agree. has to be defense there. Uh, they have spent some draft capital at edge. Are they cool with the guys they have there? Do they need more juice? That's an interesting one in Las Vegas. Definitely defense. Which direction on defense do they go, though, in round one? At 27, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, back-to-back uh, -back edge players here. This one from Florida State. Yeah, keep him close by, too. Just worked out that way. I didn't do those things on purpose. Um, how much football does Pierre Paul have? Uh, I feel like this is a team that doesn't have a lot of needs. Maybe you'd think about a developmental quarterback, but they're pretty well set. So when in doubt, I always say get, get a big, raw, 
piece of clay to learn from Pierre Paul and those guys and maybe even bump Pierre Paul inside on passing downs, that that type of thing. Looks like there's going to be a, a nice crop of edge players, all different shapes and sizes. Yeah. Joshua Kando here is a 6'7", 265-pounder. You've got some smaller, faster guys, some length. Uh, so there's um, yeah, a fun class of pass rushers, and everybody can use a pass rusher here. It's, it's one of those positions where if you put a pass rusher and edge guy in a mock draft, you almost can't be wrong. Right, like, right. Every, doubt, if there's yeah. one that's worth the pick, take them. Yeah, everyone's going to be like, yeah, we could use another pass rusher. Yeah, why not? Yeah, you know, bump guys inside, get that NASCAR package going. Yeah. You know, Buffalo Bills going with uh, Darion Kendrick, a corner out of Clemson. Yeah, I mean, has the size and the background that they like. Put them opposite White. Uh, the defense has been a problem this year, but overall, I don't see a lot of defensive needs. Just on paper, that second corner to me seems like a spot you could target. And Josh Norman's not going to be somebody you can count on. Green Bay Packers at 29 going with a wide receiver, the position that a lot of people thought they were going to take last year when they surprised everybody went with Jordan Love at quarterback in round one. Rashad Bateman, a big, fast wide receiver out of Minnesota. Yeah, a productive, a big body. Um, I think he could learn an awful lot from Devontae Adams, be the, the Robin to Adams Batman for now. Probably a year too late to draft this receiver, but a good one for this late in the draft. Absolutely. I think he's definitely a first-round wide receiver. Another offensive lineman, an interior guy out of Tennessee, Trey Smith, who's been on the radar for a while, going to the Kansas City Chiefs at 30. Yeah, and who's to say if Tardif's going to come back? Um, I assume he will, but who's to say? Interior O-line seems like it could use some work for Kansas City. Um, you could always go best defensive player available, too, pretty much regardless of position. The fifth and final quarterback of this mock going to the New Orleans Saints at 31, Mac Jones, a traditional big-armed pocket passer, and he can throw the deep ball maybe better than any of the guys in this draft, but he doesn't have that athleticism, and I wonder how much that will yeah. push down some other quarterbacks. There's Kyle Trask that could be in the conversation of a first-round quarterback, maybe somebody we're not talking about right now, but, I mean, we could see as many as six QBs going in round one. You've got Jones here going 31 to the Saints. Yeah, I, I thought Peyton would like him. You know, I mean, call up Nick Saban and let's talk about Mac Jones. Uh, can he be ready in two years to run my or, my offense? We'll protect him well with a good offensive line. They were kind of a team that didn't have a lot of needs either. So I figured, yeah, good a shot as any to take a chance on the, the future quarterback. For those of you keeping track at home, Matt, I want you to let the listeners know how you decided that the Pittsburgh Steelers were going to be selecting 32 in this mock and not call you a homer for saying the Steelers are going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that wasn't up to me. Uh, my editor just sent how they would pick as of right now, sent it to me late Sunday night. So, hey, they're undefeated. They get number 32. I mean, that's just the way it works. And I haven't taken Christian Derrissaw. I, I actually thought about Trask here or Mac Jones possibly. But I went with the tackle out of Virginia Tech. Um, his stock seems to be rising. The more I learn about him, I'm not sure he's going to last to 32 either. But um, they have three offensive tackles who are hitting free agency, actually four. And I'm sure that they'll retain a couple. But I would bet Villanueva go, it, it hangs it up or isn't back next year. Not a bad idea to replenish at the tackle position. It's looking like half of this first round could be edge guys and uh, offensive linemen, offensive tackles in this draft. And, and those are two strong positions in this class. So, um, yeah, a lot of teams need those positions. And it's a good year to replenish some of that talent uh, with those edge guys and the guys who block those edge guys. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of like one note I want to make, you'd mentioned how don't take a running back in round one. I would bet one goes kind of like has been the case mm-hmm. lately, you know, not super high, but Josh Jacobs in that neighborhood, uh, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. But I think there's an argument. Should you use an early pick on a wide receiver? I mean, look how good the second and third round wide receivers have been too. And there's a lot of names at that position that I didn't list here that are, you know, high quality prospects. Yeah, and there's been so many, just the number of good wide receiver prospects every year in the draft and a good receiver in an offense with a good quarterback, a good coaching staff and an offensive line that can protect that quarterback and that guy's going to flourish. So uh, I'm with you. I would put wide receiver down the list as far as needs when you're building a team just because of what the availability of them. Yeah, the availability and what needs to go into their production and they can't do it by themselves. Right, right. There's just so many that come into the league now. And I would imagine because of all the the year round camps and, you know, all the seven on seven drills these guys run all year round that you, you develop receivers faster than ever. And and the people are just throwing the ball way more. There we go. That's Matt's first edition of a mock draft in 2021. You can find him at Williamson NFL if you are excited or really mad about the the player he gave yeah, to let you. Me know. Uh, but it's only November. We're going to be doing this again. I'm sure Matt's going to have a ton of draft coverage as we'll talk draft all offseason long. And it's going to be a very interesting offseason as well. So we'll talk more about prospects, more about the draft right here. Peacock and Williamson.